I'm definitely with it. Uh, and I think in a weaker Southwest division this year, uh, I'm not saying it's theirs for the taking because I know your Mavericks probably going to end up taking it. But uh, for right now, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with the idea. And uh, I think there's longevity to, uh, to John Morant's game. And over the next 57 games, whenever he comes back, man, it's going to be fireworks. And no pun intended, but it's going to be shots. <laughs> What is up? This is Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast presented by Zing Zang's Blazing Bloody Mary Mix and The Celebrity Mint. I'm here with the Houston Rockets. What we learned edition. King, Josh Garcia, how we doing, bud? I'm good, man. I'm watching the uh, the Celtics game right now. It's kind of a battle of uh, pace, and uh, I'm noticing Luke Cormett. Peyton Pritchard, Sam Hauser, you know, it's a, it's a show for the dogs, you know, the, the gritty boys. And uh, I, I'm really having a great time here. Yeah, Luke Cornett, uh, New York Knicks legend. Shout if out. You, if you don't don't remember, King. Uh, yeah, he, he spent time there with Hulk Kuzmingus and Ooh. DeAndre Jordan and whoever else you want to – oh, Emmanuel Moutier, he was on that team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never we're, forget we're that game the path of – Oh, yeah. We're on to the path of uh, just naming random basketball players that played for the Knicks at one point. Um, but we're recording this on Monday night, December 4th at 7.51 p.m. It is currently middle of the third quarter of the Boston Celtics and Indiana Pacers NBA in-season tournament knockout stage game. So it's the first game. Recording this a day late. Had some schedule scheduling conflicts. But before we get into the NBA in-season tournament, we got a few things to discuss. Your coach called LeBron James a bitch. Yep. And I stand on it. I love LeBron. I think he's one of, if not the GOAT. Well, at least say he's the modern GOAT. But if he's bitching and if he may Doka notices it, he'll tell you. And I love that he's not only standing up for his guys, but standing up for himself in a way. It almost feels like the the team aspect came out and he was just kind of on an individual you know, deal. And I, I respect that in a way, but I don't know. The fact that we did lose that game kind of made me, made me a little sad. But, uh, you know, I, I was, I was kind of – watching this video over and over and it was uh just a, a quote tweet and it was uh somebody trying to explain the the, the lip reading and yes. apparently he said yeah i said that what you gonna do about what i said walking over here like you're gonna do something soft ass boy um which is absolutely insane to say to a grown man which i understand why lebron took offense to it at first i was like oh maybe he's just getting offend offended because he called him a bitch essentially but it turns out it was probably a little deeper than that, and there was probably a lot more uh, of the situation that we don't know about. <laughs> Maybe uh, it was 20 years in the making because there was a, a video that came out. It was a straight minute highlight film of LeBron just cooking Ime Udoka as a player uh... Uh, from about like 03 to 06, and I think that I think that there's some def- definite history there. But uh, yeah, not a good week for our Rockets, but I think that that was definitely a uh, a, shi- a shining point, even though it didn't really go our way at the end of the game yeah i i saw the tweet and was like someone's gonna find pull up the footage of Ime getting just absolutely cooked by lebron and it's just 20 years of pinup aggression um from Ime yudoka although i will say lebron kudos to you uh don't use that term so loosely was the lip reading on that um i think Ime yudoka said to stop bitching about no calls or calls or whatever was happening in the game i didn't watch it just saw the highlights. Um, LeBron calling out for that? Warranted. Based on Udoka's past. Just saying. 
we we can't avoid that. Yep. So LeBron, kudos for you pointing that out, but like don't use that term so loosely. Uh, thought that was really funny because that he was being serious, but he's also taking a dig at him at the same time. I think. Yeah. So I thought that was uh, quite clever and interesting. Uh, but Udoka did kind of cook LeBron. Yeah. Outside of everything else, I love the fact that. Um, well, on, I don't love this, but I, the fact that he cheated on Nia Long and lost his job because he cheated on Nia Long, like that was the craziest double L I've ever seen. And I'm glad that he's recovering from it. I'm more than happy that he's our head coach, but it's just like, damn, you lost a lot with that transaction that you made, <laughs> respectfully. Yes. A uh, very funny moment on Bill Simmons's. Podcast oh, this morning. I was listening. Uh, I, I don't know how I kind of miss him. You know, I, I kind of wish he was my coach. You know, uh, <laughs> my favorite. You know, okay, he's a good guy. He just get in their face. He gave a shit. You know, he gave a shit. House. I don't know. Phil Simmons literally said this on the pod. I don't know if he was with House or Cousin Sal. I can't remember which one it was, but he literally just started talking about Ime Yudoka during the middle of an NFL segment. Like crazy NFL week can happen and playoff implications are going crazy. He's full on NFL mode and he just breaks out of the email. Yudoka kind of wish he was my coach still yeah. in the middle of an NFL segment. Yeah. Very funny. It was peak Bill Simmons listening uh, for me. I don't know why I keep going back because every take is just either wrong or outrageous. And I'm like, ah, but I can't help it. That's his what sucks voice, you it, in. That's what sucks you his in. voice. It captivates me. It's been doing this for 10 years. I can't help it. I just go back every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, except for the three month break that he takes in the middle of the summer and doesn't talk about the Damian Lillard trade when he says he's going to do an emergency pot if a trade oh, happens. No. Never did it. Never did it, Bill. That's fucked up. That's I was clamoring up. for it for three weeks. It was like a, it's a junkie. Yeah. Needed, yeah. I needed my crack. Is Bill Simmons is my crack. No, nah, man. That's me with Rusillo for sure. I love Rusillo to death. I mean, like clockwork, like you said, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I mean, it is, it, it, it's peak. It's peak sports, like so well-spoken. I, I, I get the Bill Simmons deal because in a way he's kind of a meme. But, uh, yes, you know, I, I definitely – I love the fact that you're on week three of your Bill Simmons impression. I think it's getting better, honestly, as the show keeps going on. Like I'm going to just start practicing yeah, every day. You're doing until great. By the, end, by the end of this season, I'm going to have it fucking nailed down. Oh, yeah. CJ um, Stroud, I, I don't – I don't know if I believe in a quarterback that has uh, has initials as his name. You know, House. I don't, I don't know. Was that a direct quote, or, or 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 was that just you? <laughs> no, that was a direct quote from the wow. summer after wow. CJ Stroud got drafted. He's like, I don't believe this is NFL talk. We're doing what Bill Simmons did, yeah, yeah. literally today. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> but Ime Udoka calling LeBron a bitch was uh, very funny and warranted. At some point, uh, someone had to call him out, and of course, it's Ime Udoka. Like. That just makes so much sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just glad I, glad I could witness it. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, Zing Zang. Zing Zang's Blazing Bloody Mary Mix. If you haven't already, go try that out. Zing Zang's Blazing Bloody Mary Mix. It's cold outside. You can go get the Bloody Mary Mix infused with bacon, already pre-made with vodka. You don't even have to buy the vodka. You just buy the bottle, pour yourself a glass, put some ice in it, or no, uh, no ice. I don't know what you like. Put some bacon, celery, whatever, tomatoes. I don't, I don't really know what goes in a Bloody Mary. I'm still figuring that out. But Blazing Bloody Mary Mix from Zing Zang. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. This is the Zing Zang Blazing Hot Take. Will Memphis, will the Memphis Grizzlies, without John Morant for the first 25 games, make the playoffs this year? Absolutely, because every single playoff team, or every single year in the playoffs, we need 
one team where it's one guy just shooting 30 shots a game, you know, maybe eight or nine assists, couple boards, you know, every team needs that one star or excuse me, I keep saying team every single year we need this one star. And I feel like John Morant playing for the last 55, seven, 57 games um, will definitely make a huge difference. Um, I think him and Marcus Smart together are going to kind of be, uh, you know, the, 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 the shysty duo, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm really going to enjoy uh, the defense that's going to come out of that. You know, they're going to pull up in their ski masks, have a good time. Um, I'm definitely with it. Uh, and I think in a weaker Southwest division this year, uh, I'm not saying it's theirs for the taking because I know your Mavericks probably going to end up taking it. But uh, for right now, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with the idea. And uh, I think there's longevity to, uh, to John Morant's game. And over the next 57 games, whenever he comes back, man, it, it's going to be fireworks. And no pun intended, but it, it's going to be shots. <laughs> that's uh there's the clip there found is. that one um john morant suspended for 25 games they are five and 14 currently so they still have six more games i don't know who those six games are against i didn't look at that but odds are you're probably not going 500 if you're five and 14 jaron jackson jr does not look like a defensive player of the year or an all-star or anything desmond bain is just chucking shots up at an alarming rate, which yep. will go down, and he'll probably revert to a better player because someone else is taking the shots for him, and he is just there to space and be a part of the offense and help that out. Marcus Smart is injured and out for a while, I think a few more weeks. It is like doomsday in Memphis as of right now, 5-14. and 14. Do you think they'd have to win at like a 60-win average clip the rest of the season once Jaw comes back? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm noticing – um, there's kind of a there's kind of a weird thing going on in Memphis, like you were mentioning. Uh, it's going to take a lot, and uh, I really I really do think that pick and roll game or pick and pop game with Triple J and John Morant, I think that's going to entirely change the floor as we see it in the half court. Uh, not even just with this team, but of course in each other team that they play, it's going to be a huge difference maker. Um, they probably could win sixty percent of their games going out. I mean, honestly, I'm. I'd say they probably finished 45 and 37 at the minimum. Wow. I'm sorry. That might, that might be a hot take, but I like, I, I genuinely believe that I, I am, I'm a big John Morant guy. Uh, I know that it's been a little tough for us. John Morant heads over the past couple of years, a couple months, but uh, we're here. We're here. We're in numbers. We support you, Ja. I, I am with you. I'm with you, Ja. Cause I think he's allowed to practice with the team. I don't think he's allowed to travel. Maybe he is allowed to travel. I don't really know what the deal is with his suspension. I just know he's not playing NBA basketball games. And typically the first month of the season, we're like looking at superstars. Sometimes we're like, oh, no. What what happened to this guy? And then they pick it up after game yeah. 10, yeah. whatever. It's, it takes a month of conditioning. Like training camps get shorter because the season gets longer. There's more space in between games now. So the season goes even longer. Then you have the FIBA World Championships this past summer, so like people aren't getting rest. So yeah. like the rest comes off, it's fine. Yeah. What does the rust look like when Jaw comes back? Does he come back and is just like, all right, here's twenty five, ten, and six, like yeah. and we're chilling, or is it twenty points on thirty five percent shooting and he's not as giving too many assists out, and the rest of the team is not doing well, and Marcus Smart and Jaw start fighting each other? I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens. But I'm very skeptical yeah that does beg the question though um i mean 
I love the idea that you brought up with the rust thing. I honestly, I didn't even think about that um, because it is an entirely new season for him. But uh, it's going to be one of those kind of, I mean, it's going to really be, is he a dog or is he not? And I think give him 10 games, you know, he might start out averaging 18, shooting 41, 42% from the field. But once he kind of gets past that and starts playing, uh, you know, more opponents that uh, I guess play up to the Grizzlies, I feel like he'll be up to that challenge even more. And but I really did like your point that you mentioned because, like I said, I I just think about the positive with, with the positives with John Morant, and uh, you know, it's good to actually look at it from an objective standpoint. And, yeah, you know. and I could absolutely see them making the playoffs, but I yeah. I'm leaning towards just they're not going to make the playoffs. The West is incredibly good and incredibly deep like we didn't expect the rockets to be around 500 we expected them to be a little bit under 500 maybe right at 500 they could be five six ten games over 500 by the end of the season we don't know yet um they're very well coached and they play a lot of defense but like the rest of the west is no joke and now minnesota's right at the top they, there's a lot of problems the la teams are good dallas is seemingly a 500 team which might get you in the top 10 team uh yeah, yeah top 10 into the play. And so there's a lot of teams standing in their way and them starting five and 14 is not a death sentence, but uh, you're walking to the guillotine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, the bottom is the bottom and especially in the West, like it is bad. It is bad, bad, bad. But um, like, like we were talking about earlier today, the, the, the youth movement that I've been noticing, especially in the West, um, it's going to be hard for the Grizzlies to stay, to stay up to that. Uh, especially with their diminished roster. And I hate to say Dylan Brooks made an impact on that Grizzlies team, but he did. Turns out. He did. He did. And and I always knew that. I've never, ever talked shit about Dylan Brooks, ever. Neither have you. Neither have any of us. Um, I've talked a lot of shit about Dylan Brooks. Well, that makes one of us. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, I think that it's great that uh, the Grizzlies have this chance. And, I mean, 25 games is a lot, but uh, 57 is a hell of a lot more games. And uh, – like I, like I mentioned, I think Jaron Jackson will figure it out, too. Um, I honestly haven't been keeping up too, too much with him this year, so I'm not going to give you percentages or points or anything like that. But uh, from what I have seen on league pass this past, uh, this past couple months, um, they'll be fine. They'll definitely be fine. Uh, but the, my biggest problem with them, I, I was watching about half of that Suns game. Uh, I think it was the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they just – it was a G League team out there. Straight G League team. <laughs> the the amount of slick back hair that I saw on that court, this is not an NBA it's, roster at all. No, it's definitely not. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. They'll be okay. If they lose the next six games, it's over. 21 losses, done. 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 Um, next plays in the hot take from Zing Zing. Are Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert the best big man tandem in the league. I will stop you before you say anything. The answer is yes. There's no comparison. There's no other team that has two big men that can do what they do. They are both opposites, but they are seemingly playing well together. I don't know how it's happening. I don't know why it's happening. But, yes, the answer is yes. yes. They're the best big man You're tandem. right. We have nothing to compare them to, and I think that's what makes them cool as fuck. Like, enjoying this T-Wolves run, I mean – Every single game I've seen, it's been Rudy Gobert just shitting on almost every single person that he's seeing. And Carl Anthony Towns playing the way that he should be. And honestly, the way he's always been playing. I, a lot of people don't like Carl Anthony Towns. I like Carl Anthony Towns. I'm a big Western Conference guy. But he, Carl Anthony Towns did say that they 
had the best series of all time against the Denver Nuggets. Mm. They lost in five. Yeah, yeah. That was a, it was a fun five, but it wasn't – probably didn't even – It wasn't even, like, as close as the Lakers' four was. Yeah, yeah. And true. they won a game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, Carl. Um, I like Carl, you know, Kentucky guy. He'd fit great in New York. He'd be a great Nick. But I don't think they're going to trade him anymore. I think they're playing too well. And they have this weird dynamic. Carl Anthony Towns is able to spread the floor out and not have to play defense. And now Rudy Gobert gets to be the anchor of the defense like he's good at. Post up, block shots, make layups. I don't know. It's just it's working. I don't know how. I really don't. I don't understand it. But yeah. I'm, with, I'm with you. I'm with you, Minnesota. I love it. Uh, that youth movement, like I mentioned. Anthony Edwards is the most fun player. In the world. We've already talked about this. He's awesome. Yeah. So fun to watch. Love that squad. Those were the Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix, Blazing Hot Takes. Thank you to Zing Zang for sponsoring this episode. Let's move into the NBA in season tournament talk. So, currently, Monday night, after 8 p.m., God's Time Zone, Central Standard Time, if you're unfamiliar with God's Time Zone, it's where the best football is played. Uh, that's right. Naturally, that's, that's what's happening. So, right now, it's, uh, I don't know if it's the fourth quarter yet or the third quarter, just went to a replay. It's 74 to 77. Boston is losing currently to the Indian Pacers with two minutes left in the third quarter. We're going to do quick prediction on this game since it's already being played out. It's been fun. The court's not bad. Indiana just hit a three, so now it's 80 to 74. We're just going to get live updates. This is a little uh, Inception rewind for oh, yeah. the listener and the watcher. Oh, yeah. um, Celtics versus Pacers. It's a knockout round. We're finally here. What I, 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 don't, I don't even know how to call this game. I originally was going to take the Celtics. Pacers playing pretty good. Uh, I don't know. Jason, is Jason Tatum playing? Oh, this is bad. I'm a bad ball knower. Is he playing tonight? Oh, I think he's uh, on the court. Okay. That doesn't mean he's playing very good okay, basketball. Okay, okay. But he's, he's on the court. <laughs> okay, okay. That's fair. for sure. Fair, fair. Uh, I, I think the Celtics will pull it out. Uh, they'll be fine. I, I would love to see Tyrese Halliburton in a playoff scenario. That'd be sick. That'd be so sick to me. But, I mean... You know, you got a veteran presence. You got Al, Al Horford could give you 12 points any game, man. Those 12 points could come right now. Who knows? Uh, I'm definitely with the Here, Celtics. I'll, I'll pull up the box score. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Live I'll pull update, up the baby. box score for the listener. This is go. this is tremendous content. This is uh, Paces are up nine, minute and a half left. Jason Tatum has 19 points. Yeah, okay. 11 rebounds, five assists, so not bad. Uh, Derek White has 14. Jalen Brown has 18. Drew Holiday has seven. Al Horford has zero points on mm-hmm. two shots. Um, 12 can come out anywhere. Hauser, Sam Hauser has 12, you yeah. know, off the bench. That's good. Wow, the Pacers box score. Obi Toppin with 12. Bruce Brown with 12. Miles Turner with 15. Tyrese Halliburton with 19. And Buddy Hill with 8. So almost every starter with double digits. Love and then Benedict Matherin with 11 off the bench. Nice. Uh, Arizona guy. This game's been interesting. We've had it. I keep looking at it in the corner. Sorry for the viewer on YouTube. Follow us on at Apollo H-O-U. Hit that subscribe button, like button, comment. All the good things. Um, the Pacers are fun. They don't play defense, and they shoot a lot of threes. They shoot literally 100 times a game. Rick Carlisle, I don't know where this was in Dallas when you have Luka Doncic. Like, why wouldn't you just try to do this? Exactly. Just let him run down the court and jack up a three. Odds are he's probably going to make 35 38 40% of them. On a good night, he's going to make 60 And all of a sudden, you're up by 40 and at halftime. It would be tremendous. I don't know where that was. Rick Carlisle, I, I don't know. I don't know where this came from. 
how it happened. Uh, but this is fun. I like Tyrese Halliburton, yeah. and it's a shame that the Kings chose to trade the wrong point guard. Yeah, I know you hate it on Buddy Heald, but he dropped 30 the other night. Uh, I will always be a Buddy Heald truther. Uh, he had the most points in the NCAA, like, history damn near at one point, right? At Oklahoma? Well, yeah, because he was like a 26-year-old playing against 18-year-olds. That's, that's, that's neither here nor there, dude. We're talking about Heisman people. Semantics. <laughs> We're talking about Heisman uh, candidates playing in their fifth and sixth years. Come on. Like, it's okay. <laughs> he was a baller. That's though. fair. He was a baller. No, it, the Pacers team is fun. Uh, they've been trade block candidates for the last, what, three years yep. with Miles Turner and Buddy Heald? Like, they've just been doing it every year. And no one's traded for him. No one's offered them anything except for the Lakers, allegedly offered them the two first-round picks. And I don't know what else it was before they did, like, the Jared Vanderbilt and all those little mini trades that they did at the deadline last year. Yeah. But Pacers team is fun. Uh, Boston is good. They're a finals contender. They're arguably the best team in the East. But the Pacers team is fun, and I just like the vibes more. And it's not the Celtics. So I, I'm going to go with the Pacers. They're up nine right now. Yeah, they're up nine. So, I mean, it's kind of cheating. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to take the Pacers to move on to the next round on the Eastern side. Yeah, your prediction is minus 250. So, you know, the rest of our predictions That's good. Will, be, will, be, uh, will be fair money lines, pick them so all the way. Uh, I don't care who's playing. doesn't matter. That's good. Um, next game tonight, so that we can get a full prediction in on this one, uh, Pelicans versus Kings. So the Pelicans have been very frisky. They've been very good, uh, much like they were last year. They were at the top of the Western Conference at one point through 20 games or so last season, and then Zion gets hurt, Brandon Ingram gets hurt. Uh, yeah, that just keeps happening every year for the Pelicans. Like, CJ McCollum had a collapsed lung this year. Like, I don't know what it is. It looks like he's on his way back, so CJ, welcome back uh, whenever that happens. But Zion has been balling out. Brandon Ingram's been good when he plays. I don't know. Pelicans are good, and so are the Kings, but the Kings aren't as good as they were last year. I don't know. There's something off with the Kings. Yeah. The, uh, the Pelicans are in a weird spot because you put Zion, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum on any other team, and they are getting 30 national TV games a year. And I mm -hmm. feel bad for them. Uh, I've been to the Smoothie King Center. Interesting place. The New Orleans. It's fine. New Orleans deserves a, a better, not team, but they better, They deserve a better moment for themselves. And I hope they call season, it the blender. Yeah, they do. They do. I, but, I, but I hope this season they capture this moment, get some momentum for their future. And I think, I mean, they're not going to give you a deep playoff run, but give me a second round exit against like Denver or something. Like give me some Zion playoffs. I need that. So Yeah, the, the main thing is Zion. If Zion stays healthy, this team is – infinitely better just because he's on the court right. even if he doesn't perform up to like his standard and he's just like a decoy they have enough weapons they have enough people to shoot the basketball well beyond the arc um they play enough defense like Jonas Valanciunas pretty good like their team's just good not top to bottom but their yeah. their first seven yeah. eight guys are solid and if Zion can stay healthy they're way more fun to watch it's just Zion's just fun to watch that play basketball yeah that's i don't it. know that's it give me give me give me pels give me pels in this uh i've seen the kings once this season in person De'Aaron fox wasn't playing to be fair but sabonis i don't want to say he dropped a stinker but he, he was really inconsistent all night i didn't i didn't have fun didn't have fun in that game so i'll go pels i just I, don't I like new orleans i don't know what it is with the kings this season that i've just i haven't seen it yet or i just 
the memories of light the beam last year and all the highs that they had and yes the vibes were immaculate yes. and all that that doesn't seem to be around this season i love this it's yes. in the same manner yeah um i'm with you i'm gonna take the pelicans as well as long as Zion stays healthy this team is can win a lot of games absolutely the problem is, is they're never healthy so I'm not going to count on that. But I'll, I'll count on it for one game. I'll take the Pelicans as well. That's right. Um, Tuesday night, knockout round. Knicks versus Bucks. Ooh, talk about a fun one, man. Give me give me Milwaukee and a nail-biter, though. I know you love your Knicks, and I don't want to shit on them. But, man, that, that Milwaukee team has just been consistently fun, consistently good. Um, I'm not sure, again, with the injury report. But... Um, I'm thinking Milwaukee by five or six. Um, this Knicks team. I'll, I'll, no, you know what? I'll let you have this Knicks talk, but I just I'll finish it with um, Damian, Giannis, Chris Middleton. Team's fun. Squad's deep. There's no reason why they shouldn't at least make the semis, if not the finals, of this play-in tournament. I don't know if you saw the stat, but this Milwaukee Bucks team has a net rating. Uh, it was a few days ago when I saw this, but. Net rating of 0.4. So they're exactly even on offense and defense. Yikes. And they haven't been very good on offense, which is what everyone expected them to be this season. Yeah. Which is not good. And now the defense has completely fallen off to where their net rating has plummeted down to almost even. I don't know what it's at now. They've had a few wins since then probably. But I don't know. I'm obviously taking the Knicks here. I think the Knicks have a chance to really make some noise in this tournament and turn some heads of talking heads that notoriously shit on the Knicks. Yep. Essentially. I love I love how um, the Knicks have been a make some noise team for God knows how long now. And we need to keep right. this agenda pushing because I love it. Because we don't expect much. Jalen Brunson is Jalen Brunson. That's the only reason I just like fully believe in them. Dallas Maverick at one point, yep. uh, leader of the locker room, leader on the court. His fourth quarter is very similar to Kyrie Irving's fourth quarters where yes. he just like starts going off yes. and it's little buckets and it's big buckets at the same time, but yeah. it's just sneaky little moves in the paint. And he just lays it in yeah. all of a sudden. And you're like, how did that even like happen? Yeah, and Jalen Brunson is just backing people down in the post. He's bigger than everybody, but he's only six feet tall. Literally. I, I love that take though. I, I love that take for sure. He's uh very good at basketball. And if R.J. Barrett is healthy and Julius Randle just doesn't fuck shit up, like if he just literally is just mediocre, they they could win this tournament. Mitchell Robinson is also a very big part of this team. I don't think people point out that Mitchell Robinson is playing well above his pay grade on what he's getting paid on his contract. Um, he's very good at basketball, and I, no one talks about him. Yeah. One one of the more fun centers in the league, probably one of my favorite in the East too. Him and Capella for sure. Before the season, I was like, man, if Derek Lively could just act like Mitchell Robinson this season, just like don't foul as much, but you know, rebound, block shots, and dunk the ball on an alley oop and be athletic like you are, that would be sick. Yeah. Turns out Derek Lively just did something that only two other players in the NBA history has ever done, and he did it at nineteen years old. Tell him. Uh 20 points, 15 rebounds, five blocks is the the measurable on this. I think he had 20, 16 rebounds and seven blocks on 100% field goal percentage. Hmm. Crazy. Pretty good. 
So yeah, if Mitchell Robinson can just do like one of those numbers, yeah, the Knicks are gonna win. Oh yeah, I'm totally. taking the Knicks, but only only because of Jalen Brunson, and I love him dearly, and I I miss him. Respect, respect. Last game on Tuesday, last game of the knockout round, heading into the semifinals. So the semifinals are in Las Vegas, correct? Yes. Yes. So yeah, absolutely. that'll be a, a fun environment whenever that happens. I don't remember when that is. Is it this weekend? I think it's this weekend. I think the yeah the semis are in the week, and then the uh, championship is on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. That'll be fun. So yeah, uh, Suns versus Lakers, maybe a potential playoff matchup, a little battle of the greats, KD versus LeBron, Devin Booker versus somebody on the Lakers yeah. other than LeBron. You know? I don't know. D'Angelo Russell for sure. There it is. Now we're <laughs> Austin Reeves. Um, this Lakers team is lackluster. The Suns team has been lackluster until Devin Booker came back. We haven't even seen Bradley Beal on the court, and we're not going to for this tournament either. Yep. But as long as KD and Book are playing, boy, is it it's a tough matchup for anybody else playing them. Yep, yep. I'm taking the Suns. I got to take the Suns. You got to give me Phoenix too. I as much as I love LeBron, even 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 though I was almost halfway shitting on him 25 minutes ago when we started this, LeBron is my goat because I got to see him, you know, in person my whole life. But Give me Phoenix, regardless, regardless. K- KD and Book, just their vibes are just 10 times better to me. And, the, you know, regardless of all the injuries that Kevin Durant's dealt with, Bradley Beal's currently dealing with, I'll happily take them in a, even a seven-game series too because that squad's fun, and I like fun. And if you don't like fun, don't watch the NBA because this shit is fun. Oh, absolutely. And Devin Booker. Once he came back from injury and had a few games under his feet, he's been back to what he's been elite offensively, but also turns out he can play point guard like pretty well. Oh yeah. Not not a bad point guard, if you if you ask me, and he's just started playing it for the last 10, 15 games. Like he hasn't played point guard yeah. since probably high school. Yeah. And he probably wasn't even a point guard in high school. It was he's the best player on the team. Let's just inbound it to him and let him figure out what we're doing here. Yeah. Um yeah, the Suns are good. The Lakers are fine. AD is Anthony Davis is just not what we thought he was. Nor is he ever going to be what we thought he was. I think it's time. We just need yeah. to say he's he's not going to be the defensive player of the year. He's not going to be the MVP. He will have games where he can appear like he could be. Every 10 games, he probably has two of those games. You're like, "Wow. Best player on the court. This is awesome." The other 8 games, he's like 17 and 8. Yep. Like, I mean, we could get a little bit more no, out of you. AD, for AD is an ultimate, ultimate spurt guy. When you see AD play and on a good day, you that 35 he drops is the most loud 35 I've ever seen. Uh, like we were talking about how Luka and Jokic drop quiet 40s. AD drops the loudest 30 or 35. Just like dunks straight mid-range fadeaways. Like the, the man will always be able to hoop, but it's just a matter of can he get the ball in his hands? Can he stay healthy? Can him and LeBron still mesh? I mean, they had this idol three, four years ago, but I'm yeah, not, and he turned was, it on for those four rounds. Yeah, that was their piece. Like he was that guy for three or four of those rounds, and you're like, wow, is Anthony Davis actually the best player? Is he going to win Finals MVP? Of course, they gave it to LeBron. They weren't going to not give it to LeBron. Exactly. Um, so yeah, we I took the Pacers. Think you took the Celtics. Both took the Pelicans. I took the Knicks. You took the Bucks. We both took the Suns. 
that would make for a Suns Pels and then miscellaneous Eastern for us. We both took two different Eastern Conference. We picked the same on the West, different on the East. So after the knockout round, which teams do you see advancing to the NBA in-season tournament finals or the NBA Cup finals? I don't know what they're going to call it. You, you definitely got to give me a Suns-Bucks rematch. Uh, in a perfect world, I'd love to see that. Uh, I mean, of course, they're probably going to thrust LeBron in there. So it's either going to be a LeBron-Knicks situation or a LeBron-Bucks situation. But in my personal opinion, I'm definitely with the Suns-Bucks rematch. Uh, that that summer finals just hit different. Uh, what was it? Mid, to, mid, to late, mid to late July, like middle of baseball yeah. season, you're just watching the NBA finals game. You're like, damn. I'm never going to see this again unless they change the schedule, of course. But I just – I'm going to, I'm going based off nostalgia, and it's weird that I have nostalgia for something that happened two years ago, but I love it. I love it, and I want to see it happen again, especially in the inaugural in-season tournament because we need something to really set the, the tone on this tournament, and I think that those are two of some of the best teams that could be a part of it. If the NBA is smart, Knicks, Lakers, or Lakers, Celtics is the matchup. Yeah. yeah. Three of the biggest markets. You get two of them in there. That would make the most sense. Yeah. What I'm hoping happens, Pelicans, Knicks. Chaos. You love chaos. Because it would be the grossest, and they would be so mad. Because they're like, at least we got the Knicks in there. Uh, They're playing the Pelicans in Vegas? Yeah. There are no Pelicans fans. I... that's not going to happen. They would never let that happen. It will probably be Lakers, Celtics somehow. Of course. I would assume that's how they're going to make it work. Maybe like Tim Donaghy is going to come back from the dead. Yep. Just yep. ref all of these games with Scott Foster, and it's just going to end up with Lakers, Celtics, and yep. we're going to have to deal with it. That's yep. what's going to happen. LeBron's going to be in the finals. We're going to deal with it. I would enjoy LeBron in the finals. You know, he may never get another one, so he could just add an NBA Cup to his resume and be like, hey, I got five. Yep. We got five boys. Jordan never um, had an NBA Cup. Yeah, really makes you think. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been fun, and they've all been really good games. We're actually talking about basketball in November and December. Like, that hasn't really happened in the past. Exactly. Bill Simmons never pays attention to the NBA until Christmas, really. And he's been talking about it. He's got full episodes every week now on the NBA instead of just football. Wow. So – it big steps for Spotify bill, you know? Yeah, yep. Hope, hopefully he's not part of the uh, Spotify layoffs that happened today. 17% of the play, <laughs> the company is getting laid off. Oh. Um, you know, hope, hope Bill Simmons makes it through, you know, Absolutely. hope he makes the cut. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we stand with you, Bill. This is a Bill Simmons podcast. This is officially, we're going to change the name. This is Bill Simmons talking basketball nonsense yeah. podcast. Stone doing Bill Simmons impressions for 30 minutes. Stone from Alabama trying to do a Boston, Connecticut, Bill Simmons pod, uh, accent, acting like he knows what he's talking about, basketball podcast. Exactly. And it works, too. Josh, if we could get the uh, the graphic spun up here, that'd be great with all of those words in there. Oh, yeah. Make it fit oh, yeah. in the frame. Um, this has been Apollo Media's NBA podcast, Zero Gravity. This has been brought to you by Zing Zang's Blaze and Bloody Mary Mix. Go get your Blaze and Bloody Mary Mix today. And the Celebrity Mint. Go check out the links below to check out all of the cool stuff that Celebrity Mint has on their website, celebritymint.com, and follow them on social media at the Celebrity Mint. 
basketball is happening. Uh, it's currently 92 to 87, about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter of the Boston Indiana game, the knockout stage. It's a fun game, and we're going to go catch the rest of it. This has been Apollo Media's NBA podcast, Zero Gravity. <laughs>